Games. Real quickly, do you enjoy playing like board games with your families? You know what I'm talking about? I see some people shaking their heads. I was with my uh, sister and brother-in-law. We played a game of sequence. Probably been years since I played that. And also for some of you, do you like have stacks of like board games in your house, you know, somewhere hidden or, or the years, you know what I'm talking about? We all have that. You know, the nice thing about games is that you actually get to interact with people. Because when I think of gaming today, I think about people who are down in their mom's basement, they're 20-something, and they play board, they play nothing but gaming on computers with empty pizza boxes, you know what I'm talking about? I saw this cartoon, and this cartoon of people went to heaven, and the angels are asking themselves, what is it with people who come to heaven lately because they're always looking down like this, and they walk around like this, and there's nothing in their hands. They, the angels couldn't figure it out. What's going on, you know what I mean? Because board games, you get to interact with each other. It's sort of a, a cool thing to do. So uh, I want to talk about, uh, so what are some of your favorite board games as a child? So let me take you down memory lane. Did you own these or do you still own these? Candyland. Any have that? Okay, yeah, there we go. A bunch of hands go up. What about Mousetrap? Ever play that? Yeah, I see some hands go up. Pretty cool, right? I'm glad to see they're still around. Um, Operation, remember that? You got people have that, right? Okay, pretty cool. And, and you ever play, sorry, or you start, no, trouble, trouble. Now, trouble has, has a bubble in the middle, right? And you pop, it goes bang, and it, you, you get a number and you get to go. Is that, is that how trouble goes, right? Well, there, there's this adult guy in, in Florida, and he made, made a really big, big, uh, sort of like a trouble game. And my wife and I bought it for 20 bucks. It's called Aggravation. It's really a great game. But instead of popping the bubble with the dice inside, you get a deck of cards, and with, you get a six or a joker and an ace, you get to go out and start to begin. And so I was playing with some of my relatives, with my wife and my sister and my brother-in-law, and I kept, my turn kept on coming up. I never could get a six and an ace and a joker. And they're like going, I have, they're halfway through the game and I couldn't start. And they finally looked at me and started laughing. He said, said, man, this really stinks, but all my good cards must be at the bottom. And you know what they did? They took the sixes and the aces and jokers out. <laughs> That's okay. I put super glue on their seats. <laughs> no, I was kidding. I didn't do that. Okay. Shoots and ladders. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Let's go back. Oh, Monopoly, right? Now they have all sorts of that, your favorite little thing, right? You know how that goes, okay. Uh, any other games? Yeah, go ahead. We got Mark, no? No, just all of them, all of them, that's right. And so over the years, we collect them all. Do you remember, remember Pictionary, right? That's pretty cool. And, but categories, that's right, yes. All sorts of pretty cool board games. Now, I'm gonna go, um, I, I was thinking about this, and, and, I, and I'm sort of out of touch with the younger generations. My, my kids are grown, and my granddaughter's not yet the age to have those games. Like we just bought, bring, buy her little things that she can scoot along with. Now, when I got older, and I'm talking more like uh, junior high kids, I grew up in suburbia in Euclid, the east side of Cleveland, and we had like 15 kids on our block, and we played outdoor games. Like, you guys ever play flashlight tag? Yeah. No, our neighbors didn't like that, okay? Matter of fact, sometimes they would poke their head out the door and say a few things to us. Being like lights being shined in there, never mind, okay? And then we played something called Capture the Flag. Or play Capture the Flag? Yeah, that's right. And now we play then Boy Scouts. Like you, you take a tree on one side of a field and you put a red ribbon around it, and a tree on the other side of a ribbon, a blue ribbon around it, and the red team has to get the blue ribbon, you know what I mean? And then in Boy Scouts, you're allowed to tackle each other. So the whole goal is to get the ribbon and bring it to a certain spot in the middle field, your team wins. But the whole thing was, if someone is, someone's on your side and they're going for the ribbon or they get the ribbon, you get to tackle and they have to put it back up. But I don't think they do that anymore, okay? That's way back when. And then there was Escape the Dungeon or Play That. 
Well, don't play it, okay? Because it usually begins on somebody's porch and you run around the neighbor's yard hiding. And I have a whole sermon on episodes about that, okay? And then when I was in junior high, and this is sort of the game I want to point your attention to, we played a game Truth or Dare. It's really cool with like four or five girls and four or five guys. You ever play Truth or Dare? Okay, I see some people. Yeah, there's one guy shaking. Yeah, yeah, okay, truth and dare. Well, truth and dare is like this. So you're all together, and, and somehow you decide who gets to go, and you have to say truth or dare. And if you say truth, someone's going to ask you some really difficult questions like this. What are you most afraid of? And you have to be really honest, and people laugh, or who do you secretly have a crush on? Okay, you had to be honest. Or, like, what's the worst thing you ever done? And someone said, you did that? It's sort of be truth or dare. Now, if you didn't want to share the truth, you got to dare. Okay? So dare might be, um, okay, sing us a song. Or dare might be this. Prank phone call a teacher. Now, don't do that, okay? <laughs> okay? Because that happened, all right? But you guys don't do it, okay? Or it might be dance in the middle of us, all right? So truth or dare, uh, thankfully, we gave that sort of way. And it moved to spin the bottle. Never mind, okay? <laughs> I don't bring that up either, okay? Played all sorts of games. Okay, enough for games. Well, for us Christians, this is season of Epiphany, and it's a time in the church year where we celebrate Jesus as a Savior to the world. For example, like, like the Magi, like the wise men, they come to Jesus. Uh, Epiphany is sort of Christmas for others, because for a lot of us, Christmas is out of our head. But really, Christmas continues. It's Christmas for others. And so the, the Magi come and worship Jesus. And then Jesus is baptized. And he begins his ministry to the world. And remember, the heavens open up and the dove descends and the Father speaks. And there you have the Trinity. And then you also have the story about Jesus changing water into wine. And that's a very moving story of Jesus doing a miracle. Well, I'm going to go back to games. Now, the Pharisees, they're like religious leaders in Jesus' day. And they like to play games with Jesus, and they like to sometimes trap him. And they always did it in public so Jesus would be embarrassed. But one time they came to Jesus and they played some games with him. They said, Jesus, by what authority do you baptize, or John the Baptist baptizes? And Jesus says, by what authority do you question me? So they started going quiet. Or they say, Jesus, if someone is married to multiple spouses throughout their life, I mean, maybe they become a widow, a widower, and they remarry, who are they married to in heaven? And Jesus says, well, there is no marriage in heaven. And finally, I think you all know this, so Jesus, is it right for us to pay taxes even if Caesar's uh, inscriptions on his coin? And Jesus, hand me a coin. Now help complete this with me. Render unto Caesar that belongs to who? And render unto the Lord that belongs to what? Lord. And so Jesus sort of uh, beats them. They can't face him face to face. And it says there, but there they were unable to trap him. Okay, so, so the Pharisees played games with Jesus. Talk about playing games. Jesus, is a, he's a popular speaker, and he goes to synagogue. Now, I'm not sure if you know what synagogue is. Let me explain what a synagogue is. A synagogue is just like your basic local church. Like, like we'd be a synagogue in Jesus' day, and St. Mary's there, that'd be a synagogue. There's a Methodist church down the street, that'd be a synagogue. And even a theater has a church, and that'd be a what? Synagogue. And there's even a church in the mall, that'd be a synagogue. And so the synagogue, you actually, ready for this? You worship four times a day. So we sometimes say, I go to worship once a week, but they worship four times a day. There is a morning worship, a noon worship, afternoon worship, and evening worship. When I was at the seminary, we had four worship services a day. And, during, and when it was class time, we had, we had a worship in the morning. And so they were always looking for someone to come and talk at the, at the synagogue. And Jesus was a very popular talker, and he healed some people. And so they asked Jesus to read. 
And so Jesus came forward, just like the students came forward. And in Jesus' day, there was a scroll, right? There are scrolls. And so Jesus got up, and he's asked to read. He opens up the scroll. And he, he's looked through the scroll, and he finds a place where he's supposed to read. Now, you're going to read it with me, what, what Jesus read to them. So he's at the synagogue. He opens up the scroll. He finds a place to read. So read it with me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery for the sight of the blind and release the oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Yeah, stop there. That's from Isaiah 61. It's also known as a messianic song. Now, most of us are reading and saying, you know what, that, that really doesn't apply to me because I'm not a prisoner and I'm not blind and I'm really not poor. I mean, I drive a Malibu. I live, I live in Burnwood Court. But if you listen to what Mr. March shared in his children's message, I'm poor and you're poor because we're sinners. And we're captives because we do sin and we're captive to sin to our own selfishness. And you know what else? At times we're blind to faith. We find the gospel message rather odd. By the way, the Lord proclaims the year of the Lord's favor, which is eternal life. And we sometimes wonder about that. So what Mr. March shared, Jesus sort of gives us a prescription there. He says, I'll forgive your sins I'll break the bondage of sin over you. I'll open heaven for you. I'll give you the eyes of faith. And so any Jew there in a synagogue knows that this is the Messiah. This is someone they've been waiting for thousands of years to come. And so Jesus reads this. Ready for this? He reads it. He rolls up the scroll. He hands it back and he goes and sits down. And everyone's looking at him. Say, aren't you going to say something, Jesus? So what would happen if I just stopped the sermon here and went and sat down? Well, some people say, good, it's a short sermon, we get to go home earlier. You know what I mean? Some people say, well, I got to get ripped off. We pay the pastor to preach. Get up there and preach. I got ripped off. But Jesus went and sat, and everybody looked at him. Everybody looked at Jesus. What are you going to say, Jesus? And so Jesus plays truth or dare with him. Jesus says, I want to play truth and dare with you. I'm going to give you a truth, or I'm going to give you a dare. So let's see the game that truth or dare Remember I explained to you truth and dare when I was in junior high we played? So here, Jesus shares the truth. He says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. He says, I am the Messiah. I'm just not the Messiah. I am fulfilling what the Messiah has come to say. I'm fulfilling what the Messiah is to do in the very midst of you. I am he, and I'm just not claiming to be he, but I'm doing what he claims to be. Now if I told you I was Messiah, you'd all say I'm nuts. So he shared the truth with them. Jesus, you, you really mean this stuff? And the crowd said, aren't you Joseph's son, Jesus? I remember you playing flash, flashlight tag in my yard when you were in junior high. And now you're telling me the Messiah, are you crazy? And the crowd says, well, Jesus, crowd dare Jesus, if you really are the Messiah, start doing some tricks for me. Heal some people. Start giving me signs from heaven. And then Jesus cranks it up a notch. He makes the truth of them and says, I'm a prophet. I'm not even welcome in my hometown. I've come to my hometown synagogue, and you don't even welcome me. So you sense the tension. So Jesus continues the truth and dare game. Jesus dares him, says, I don't want you to treat me the same way you treat the prophets like Elijah and Elisha. Yeah, we're probably listening to that and saying, who are Elijah and Elijah? They were prophets who spoke the truth, and they were persecuted. And Jesus says, you're going to treat me that way, or you're going to reject me? And the crowd rejected the dare. You know what they did to him? They took him out of the synagogue and they're going to throw him off a cliff. Why? Well, Jesus spoke the truth to them. 
I don't want to hear the truth. I don't want to hear that I'm a sinner. I don't want to hear that I'm a captive of sin. I don't want to hear that I don't have the eyes of faith. I want you to entertain me with signs, Jesus. I don't want to hear that stuff. So Jesus played a game of truth and dare, and I think Jesus knew exactly what they were going to do. And so finally, Jesus responded there. In some miraculous way, he walked right through them, and they didn't know he was there because he had to go on his way, and three years later, he died where? So let's play a game of truth and dare. This time includes you and me. Truth. Is Jesus your good luck charm magic genie God? Or is he the one who preaches the good news to you and sets you free from your sin? Yeah, I really like Jesus when I have a really hard time in my life because Jesus is there with me and Jesus loves everyone and Jesus is here to affirm me and everything I want to do and Jesus love and that's how it is. And that's my Jesus. But the real Jesus says, no, we are sinners and damned and I've come to forgive and redeem you. And Jesus plays a group, the game of truth with us. Who am I? Am I the one who come to set the captives free and to give the blind sight and proclaim the Lord's favor? Let's continue the truth of dare game. Dare, I dare you to reject the world's false view of Jesus and believe that he has come to give us the eyes of faith in him as our Savior, proclaim the gift of eternal life to us. I dare you. Jesus also plays truth with us. What brings you here today? I mean, honestly, why are you here today? My kids are singing. I'm supporting the school. Obligation. I like the pastor's sermon. What brings you here today? Oh, Jesus, he forgives me. Jesus brings me light. Jesus brings me hope. Jesus opens heaven for me that my loved ones who died are in heaven. So truth, what brings you here today? I'm going to leave you with a dare. Trust in the Lord and lean on your understanding. Trust that he has come to set you free, to set me free, to open the gates of heaven and to give us the eyes of faith. There's a dare. Believe that, trust that. This is no game, and there's a picture of our church and school because that's what our church and school is about. That our children and you, they might know Jesus who sets the captives free, who proclaims the good news, who opens heaven. My goal is for all to be in heaven. Ultimately, all to have faith and be in heaven. Jesus the Messiah, who has fulfilled scripture in our hearing so that we hear and believe the good news, have our sins set free and have the eyes of faith and receive eternal years or Lord's favor. So what Church and school does here, it lasts forever for those who hear. Truth or dare? Yeah, Jesus is the truth. By the Holy Spirit, Spirit, I dare you. Put your hope in the cross, and no matter what happens in your life, the junk and the garbage that happens in your life does not beat you or beat me. The truth and junk in my life is just stuff that's there, but ultimately our victories in Jesus who died and forgives us. Truth and dare. So how about this? Let's share truth together. How about this for a closing thought? Can you all read it with me? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. And in truth, all God's people say, Amen. Amen.